Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good, good. So today we're going to uh, start a series, right? So we watch a show on Netflix called Love is Blind, mm-hmm. and season two just came out, right? And so we've already seen season one, you know, we've talked about that before, but season two now has come out. And I thought it'd be a good idea if we just kind of do a series on it and just kind of, because it's in the relationship realm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of talk about the show episode by episode and how that relates to um, relationships in general. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, so for people that haven't seen it, Love is Blind, the concept is in Netflix is that if you don't see the other person, you know, can you actually fall in love with somebody uh, emotionally? And it should be irrelevant, I guess, once you see one another, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of the concept, right? <laughs> we <laughs> think, shall see. I mean, I think the show is good intentions, but I don't know if real world applications are, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how, because people are very visual. So, yeah. but at the same time, I can see how you, you kind of click with stuff. But but anyways, so that's the, that's the uh, concept of the show. So yeah, so we'll go ahead and dive right in. So first off, I mean, you know, with that in that same kind of uh, umbrella, right? If you do online dating, it's kind of the same thing. Not exactly, but kind of the same thing. Only because nowadays there's so many filters mm. that, that... You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> you really don't. You really don't. And I think I can't really remember a time when I met somebody in person. Like I met somebody online and I saw their photos and thought, oh, yeah, they're cute. And then we met... And then I thought, oh, they look exactly like their picture. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that. Ever, ever, ever. Which is such a weird thing because like, I mean, we talked about this before, but every picture of myself, I feel like I look different. And it's like, why is that? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. like different angles and stuff. You know, there's like an app on your phone or there's something you can do where it does like a selfie mode where it's basically flipping all of your features. So it looks like what you would see in the mirror or something like that. Like when we mm. look in the mirror, we see it one way, yeah. but that's not really how it is in real life. It's like flipped. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It might be that. So in other words, what you're saying is you're, it's, you're, you're not intentionally doing it. It just, right. that's just the picture. Well, I'm saying like, you, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're getting ready and you're like, oh, okay, I look like this. And then you see a photo that same night and you're like, that's not what I look like <laughs> earlier. But it's like the mirror, it's like the, it's about the, <laughs> like flipping so, the image or something. So what you're saying is your mirror at home is much better than the one down in <laughs> of the world it's like that snow white mirror it's like you look great (laughs) (laughs) but then you get out and it's a different mirror is that what we're saying it's like like i said when you're looking at the mirror imagine all of your features being flipped over and that's what the camera is going to capture right but so isn't that that means that's the way people really see you Right, the camera mode, because right. no one's face is like perfectly symmetrical. It's not the same on each side right. and things like that. So yeah, you're seeing the reversed version. Well, it's it's um, so your reflection in in the mirror, right. is not how people see you. Right, it's it's the camera mode, right? <laughs> Which fascinates me, yeah, because I've always seen myself a certain way, and now like I realize everybody else has been seeing me differently, yeah. And and so you are very fortunate because you have a very symmetrical face. Oh. <laughs> 
I don't know about that, but okay. You do, but I don't. Like you can actually add, there's a filter that you can buy and you can do like a split screen of your face. Uh And it's amazing because if you say you split it, right? And then the one half that's unshaded and you can say, okay, duplicate on the other side. And you do that and I look like a different person. I don't want that app on my phone. I don't want to see. Well, you're symmetrical. They look exactly the same. (laughs) I don't think so. Mine's like weird. <laughs> it's like uneven and like like one everything, the eyes, the nose, I have a dimple on one and not on the other. It just throws everything off. <laughs> I think you're being overly critical of yourself. No, no, but I, it's not so much that I'm critical. It's just that I've acknowledged that people see me different than I see myself. Yeah. And that's a metaphor. <laughs> We're going to get deep in this episode. Well, it's just like when you hear a recording of yourself, you're like, is that how my yeah. voice sounds? Yeah, we're tone deaf for us. And yeah. it's just weird. It just it just fascinates me. Yeah. The guy I've been looking at every day. For... <laughs> He's an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even the guy that everybody is seeing. Like, what is, what? It's Anyways, it, it, it throws me off. It throws me off. But, um, but but nevertheless, you know, so that's what the show is about, right? So they usually what they do is, so they have like the guys living quarter and then they have the women's uh, living area. And in the middle, they have these pods or whatever, right? And so whenever you have a date, you go in there and on the other side is the other person, right? So, and then you guys just start talking about whatever, right? Mm. So they're getting to know one another, right? But again, they're not seeing each other. So going basically from, based on their personality, mm. And, you know, that's how they, they strike up the conversation and go forward. But I think... If you were in that scenario, what do you think the first question that you would ask the girl would be to kind of start the conversation? What's your name? Well, <laughs> besides that, I feel like I would, me personally, I would go Sorry, to asking about their family first. Like, do you have siblings? Like, trying to figure out the family dynamic, I think that's what I would probably ask first. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go on a lot of first dates and a lot of times you, you I don't know why, but work seems mm-hmm. to be one of the, work and family. Mm-hmm. Work and family um, seem to be the top two that people start up with. I don't remember on the episode if they, I know they may say their occupation maybe, but I didn't see a lot of them actually talking about their jobs. No, I don't, well, they had very unconventional jobs. Just. <laughs> You're like, I'm a consultant. And it's yes. like, what of, of what? What does that mean? And the other one is like an analyst consultant. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> They're an analyst consultant. Wow, well, get out of here. Did you go to school? For that, like, <laughs> he went to the analyst consulting college, <laughs> and obviously, it's code for some ambiguous yeah. type of job that they have. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, like, don't, and nowadays, people they're do a lot later, of, they tell you, like, I'm consulting people on what they should order. <laughs> people come to me and ask, What should I eat? and I consult them and I <laughs> say, Get the chicken fried steak. <laughs> And you're good at your job, I'm sure. <laughs> Every time they get that chicken fried steak. <laughs> and so, yeah, so they're consultants and analysts and some of them do stuff in real estate. But it, I don't think I saw one that had a conventional, uh, aside from like hairstylist. Mm-hmm. I think one of them, I think Shayna was a, is a hairstylist. Yeah. But, but, hairstylist consultant. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. 
hairstylist consultant. Or just but, a hair consultant. I mean, technically, it is a hair consultant because, you know, they say like, oh, you can do this. and Well, you know, and, and so... <laughs> but, you know, one of the, the fascinating things about that is, again, real world applications. Let's, let's say you meet somebody online, right? And you start texting back and forth. Maybe you're jiving, then all of a sudden you uh, pick up the phone and you decide to call one another. Mm. So again, you're still kind of in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I know guys will immediately, I don't know why, what, what gets into our heads, but we'll usually say, hey, do you have an updated pick? Because <laughs> so, we don't want to get too involved now. <laughs> how can you tell if the photo, how do you know if it's updated? Is it like, let's say they have five photos and maybe their hair color is changing and things like that. Are you saying yeah. like that's over like a span of who knows how long? Yeah. So you want to know exactly what they look like today. Do you make, say like, can you take a photo of yourself with the news, today's newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> so that way you know for sure that it's like the most updated. Hostage though? Yeah, yeah. like you've been kidnapped. Go get the newspaper for today. <laughs> um, no, I typically, because that'll kill the vibe really fast. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you're very curious because, yeah, I mean, you know, um, some women are a little more adventurous, so they'll color their hair blue or purple or they get bangs, uh, whatever the case may be. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever it is. And so, you know, they also do different things with their makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think women... Back in when I remember back in the day, women had a certain way that they wore their makeup and that was it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people change it up. Yeah. They get a little more radical. They get more color in there. They're, they're focusing on the eyes. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah, we just want to know before we get too emotionally attached here, <laughs> what do you exactly look like? Right. So guys will typically solicit. Now there's other reasons why they'll solicit too, but mm-hmm. in general, they just kind of want to have an idea of, of what they look like. So on the show, they're not able to describe really what they look like. Maybe a few things, but the whole point of it is right. you don't know. Right. So we're basing their connection strictly on emotional. Right. And see, that's and that's the thing, right? So when you're with um, on the show, I can kind of see how it's appealing because sometimes they get really personal. Mm-hmm. And again, because they don't, they're not seeing one another. There's something liberating about that. Mm-hmm. And I think also because you can't see their so people tend to not want to be vulnerable because they don't want to be judged. Yeah. So and so if you're having dinner and you're sitting across from one another, you can see their face if you if you They're looking at the top of your head and like what's going on no, with their hair. Like, let's say you're not gonna like, hey I fart in my sleeve. You're not gonna say Say that because they'll immediately have this look on their face like you, and so you feel judged, and all of a sudden you're like, "Well." But you can say that in the pods, and it's fine. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't see it, so yeah. you don't know if they're judging you. You have no earthly idea. The implication is you, you, that that are not right. They're just listening. Mm-hmm. So if they're laughing or whatever, like you would never know, or they're smiling, you would never know unless they, you know, make it vocal. So I think that's what's so appealing about that mm-hmm. is that you don't feel like you're being judged, and so you can kind of. You know, feel free to just open up and, and talk. Yeah, because you're not thinking about the physical aspects. So you're just relaxing and you're just, you know, talking over the phone basically to someone that you've never seen. And yeah, I can get that because, I mean, even if you're on a first date or dating and you're sitting across from them, you may be thinking about like maybe you had a wardrobe malfunction or something mm. and it's on your mind and you're like, does he see it? Like, does he, you know, it's it's all of Very that. self-aware. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing. So when they're in the pod or... Let's say you're talking over the phone, 
you're comfortable. Because mm. you, if, let's say you're at home. I'm at home. I'm at my home. I'm comfortable. I'm hanging around in my jammy pants. <laughs> That's why I don't like to do like a like a FaceTime or a Skype call because it's like I look terrible, but like I can be comfortable in my home. Exactly. Yeah. And so what, what, when people are, you know, first thing when you go into a therapist's office, they make you feel comfortable. You mm-hmm. need water. You need this, that, because they know you're about to get into a, a vulnerable state and they want to make you as comfortable as possible before you get into it. So the pod thing, I understand that. And even on the phone where you can vibe with somebody, yeah. right? So that's the that's the whole premise of the show. It's like, are you can you vibe? Then the real, you know, because the, the show will evolve, right? But at, right now at the very beginning, um, they're basically interacting with one another, all the all the males and the females, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, they're they're I do this and I do that, and here's my I'm family. A consultant. <laughs> How long have you been a consultant? <laughs> We're going to get so much crap from consultants. I know. They're going to be like writing us, hey, I'm a consultant. <laughs> they're going to start up a page. <laughs> I hate Rob. Which, you know, okay, I'll just let everybody know my job title is an analyst. So, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's not enough analysts. I don't know what everybody's analyzing, to be honest with you. There, there we must love be to analyze <laughs> Give me something to analyze and I'll analyze it. I mean, you know, technically if you look at something, you're analyzing yeah. it. So I don't know. They, they, they're they fast and loose with that term. <laughs> they are. It's um, like a catch-all for, you know, whatever it is. I mean, really. If you're an analyst consulting, consultant just basically means you talk to people. So. <laughs> we'll call this the consultant show. Huh? Yes. We need to change the name up a little bit here. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. So one of the things that ends up happening, right, because this is the very beginning, right? So you're introducing a bunch of people and, you know, we're not going to get into too many of them. There are some key characters that we do want to talk about that they've kind of focused on. But one of the things that I found amazing, so you interact and you have your dates and so forth. And then the guys go back to their side, living quarters, living quarters, and the women do the same. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, or I guess what I've observed was how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like that Grease. Remember in Grease? <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Was it love at first sight? They're stepping on the furniture and dancing around. I mean, right. That's what I'm saying. But it's different, right? Because if you remember that that whole um, song or whatever, right? like he's talking about how he was scoring and how he was doing this mm-hmm. and she's being real sweet about it. Yeah. And all we held hands on the beach. And he's like, we got dirty in the sand. The difference between men and women. I love it. But I, I saw that, you know, because the guys go back. They start chopping it up with one another and they're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm killing it. Like, I got her in the palm of my hand. She loves me so much. Like, oh, I'm just killing. And the girls, you know, you look at them and they're like, oh, he's so sweet. And we talked about this. (laughs) And I couldn't help but notice, like, that's just so different. Yeah. And I don't know why guys do it that way. I guess we're. You feel the need to lie to make it seem like it's more. Okay, like, let's go back to the grease thing. Okay, so he's basically trying to imply that they're getting real nasty on the beach, which they didn't. She's telling the truth. She's like, we just held hands and looked in each other's eyes. It depends on how you look at it, right? Because there was something there. 
there was something there. Maybe from his perspective, he was like, yeah, like, oof. Yeah, but they weren't actually doing that. But he was implying oh, that that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because I think the other guys were basically like, did you get it in? He's yeah. like, eh, you know, whatever. But women, it's like, we're telling the truth. Why would we go back and we're not going to be like, yeah, we did all this stuff when we know that's not true. Right. But, I, you know, and so I, I grew up with um, with two sisters, right? And so I heard them talk all the time. And again, it's just different. So when I got older and I started, you know, hanging out with my buddies Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, guys, I always immediately like, oh, wow, this is different (laughs) than what my sisters were doing. Like, I just thought it was, it was all the same, but, but yeah, so it, it was just an observation that I saw that everybody's high-fiving on the other side. Or you could have a best friend that's kind of like a dude (laughs) where you'd be like, "Mm, you're giving me the male's perspective, but you're a female. So (laughs) exactly. But but here's the here's the other part that I kind of wanted to explore a little bit. We tend to self promote. You kind of have to, right? Because mm-hmm. again, they can't see you. Especially, yeah, in this scenario, you you right. have to be like, I'm great at this, and blah blah blah. Or yeah. But but what I found interesting is that they kind of did the same thing that you do in an interview, mm-hmm. where they're trying to make like the feedback that they received like was inappropriate feedback. I'll give you an instance. Okay. In in Nick, when he's talking to Danielle, mm-hmm. right? Nick says, "Oh yeah, I've been told before that I'm too empathetic." And then and, and Danielle's like, "Oh, I can't believe that they told you that this, that, and the other." And it's like it's like me telling you, like, "Yeah, I've been told that I wash too many dishes and I change too many diapers, <laughs> and I love to clean too much." Yeah. That was strange. But it's like the interview. Like when yeah. they interview you, they will ask you like, hey, hey what's your strengths? And then they'll say, what's, you know, what, what are what's things your you weakness? Can re- I yeah. worked too hard. Exactly. <laughs> like I always get everything done. <laughs> oh, God. I haven't interviewed in a long time, but I really hate that yeah, process. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a silly question, but they always try to make you flip it, right? That's the that's the the rule of thumb. It's like when they ask you, it's negative, but make it somehow a positive. Yeah. And Nick was doing that when he said, oh, I've been accused of being too empathetic. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Even if that were true, let's say that that other person did utter that, whatever this person said, he probably took it out of context. Yeah, maybe. Because like, let's say they were talking about serial killers and he's like, yeah, I can understand why serial killers. (laughs) She's like, you know what? You're a little too empathetic, buddy. (laughs) So he took that from that conversation thinking, okay, I'm too empathetic. Well, I mean, you know, with the pods, you only have a few days to really make these connections. It's a lot of pressure. So you want to show your side of things really quickly. So I feel like you kind of have to say things like that because I think it's 10 days, right? That they have to make these connections. I don't know what, I don't know how long I think it it's takes, 10 days. Yeah. I'm sure there's a time. But some people make the connections very early on, but and I we think should the find whole, out before we're talking about this show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think the whole experiment is supposed to last 10 days and at the end of 10 days, if you didn't make a connection. But I, I think that like in the beginning, if you don't make immediate connections after like the first or second day, I think they kind of, the producers, and I read this somewhere, they kind of ask you basically to, you know, you're not going to get a bunch of airtime because you're not making any connections. You know, so go make a connection or go home, basically. Basically, or you can hang out in the the quarters and just you know talk to the High other five. people who I are mean, making connections. Tell me more. Those are those people. But here's the thing Kinnick. about that. Right? <laughs> Kaniki. Kaniki. Yeah. yeah. 
I forgot the other one. And the T-Birds. Let's not, yeah. let's not forget about the T-Birds. It was a yeah. gang. It wasn't just him and Kaniki. I remember watching Zuko. that movie and I'm like, oh, I want to be a pink lady. Like that, I thought that was Absolutely. so cool. Absolutely. I wanted to be a T-Bird. <laughs> you do have your hair slicked back. I do. I do. And I have leather jackets. I have the whole kid in Kaboodle, man. I have a le- <laughs> You have a box of cigarettes like rolled up in your sleeve. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. I use pomade in my hair. It's mm-hmm, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the real question then becomes how much do you self-promote? Yeah. Because at some point it's going to come off as arrogant. Yeah. You don't want to seem like right? that either. Like, like, I work out a lot. <laughs> like, is it Tisha? Trisha? Trisha. Yeah. Trisha. She could teach a class on self-promoting. Yes, she can because... Apparently everybody wants her mm. and she's not. I'm just, I have so many friends, I have so <laughs> many followers. Everyone is just trying to be with me. Like, But but again, maybe that's the extreme, right? You want, you self-promote too much. Mm-hmm. You do want to dial it back a little bit, right? Because how much, you know, because Nick you know, mentioned he had a condo and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> He's got it together. He, he knows his worth. He seems like a good guy. I mean, again, maybe he thought, well, you know, I don't promote myself too much, come off as arrogant. So I just kind of give her a few, you know, tidbits well, here and there. He's, I think the point that he's trying to get across is I don't live with my parents, you know, like I have my own. I, I think he's just trying to establish without being like, I got my stuff together. He's saying like, I have a home, I have a career. Like he's right. just, I don't think that Nick was being too self promote I think that he was getting his point across again. You only have a few days really to kind of tell everything about yourself. And so I don't think that he was acting arrogant. Not that what I saw about it at all, but yeah, no, I, I, I again, so, so there's, so one, another one that I wanted to talk about, right. And, you know, it was the dynamic between Shane and Natalie. Mm. Okay. So obviously they're going to, they, they, on the show, there, there seemed to be a lot going on there. Mm. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, he had said, you're my number one. Mm-hmm. And she, I think, reciprocated and said, you're my number one. Mm-hmm. That, I think, was a dangerous step in all fairness. Because, or let's just put it this way, you got to be really careful when you say those types of words. Right. Because then they're going to call you out on that. But, but I'm, I'm, so this is where the guy and the girl kind of, the you know, when you have the two perspectives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think about it, if I tell you you're my number one... Doesn't that imply there's multiple? <laughs> I guess. I so there is a I number didn't two? I take it that way, though. <laughs> I took it as like, again, in this experiment, you have such a short amount of time. I took that as like, I'm letting you know that like, I'm about you. That's how you took it? That's how I took it. I'm See? sure that's how Natalie took it, too. <laughs> so if I'm Shane, I'm like, well, you're my number one, but I have a number two. You just didn't ask me. There's probably a three and a four, but I'm just letting you know that you're at the top of that well, list. Well, maybe Natalie like, had a two and three also. Maybe so, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. When Shane said that, mm. he might have been thinking, well, I'm just letting you know you're at the top of the list, but there is a list. <laughs> I didn't take it in a negative way. And that's, but that's the disconnection is what I'm yeah. trying to say is that if that's the way he meant it, but the way she received it is this way that you just described, mm-hmm. now it's a problem. Yeah. So you kind of have to be careful, right? Because it's like, what does that mean? They didn't explore it. They just said, oh, we're each other's number one. Yeah. But I mean, it's so early on. You, well, we don't know f- what to edit. You know how they do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're trying to fill out. A person in so let's say let's say episode one is a course of two days let's say right yeah. it, 
how do you convey that in two days to somebody that like, I'm digging you the most. And like, I really think that there's going to be something here. Like you're trying to almost catch that person too. It's like, I want us to be on the same level, right. right. On how we're feeling towards each other. So it's kind of like those, it's almost like, um, like a game show reality show where it's like, like big brother or something. And there's all these like things that you have to like, um, Almost like a competition because at the end, yeah, you want to end up with someone. But again, it's only if you're saying like, okay, you have it like a number one and number two because we're going to get into that because obviously there is competition for Shane, right? Mm-hmm. There's Natalie and Shana. So mm-hmm. Shane is also... A hair consultant? Yeah. <laughs> Shana is, yes. She's a hair consultant. But but Shane and Shana start talking. They're kind of feeling each other's vibe, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're liking it. They're jiving. Now... To um, Shane's credit, he at least at least what I saw, he didn't say that Shana was his number one. He mm-hmm. said it to Natalie, right? So, but I guess from Shana's point, they were kind of jiving. So mm-hmm. maybe it was one of those unspoken that she thought she was at the top of his list, perhaps. Right. I don't know, right? But but the point being is that it later comes out that. You know, because women, when they go back and they talk, and of course, Natalie's saying how sweet Shane is. <laughs> and Shayna was probably like perking her ears like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Exactly. <laughs> like, I thought I was his number one. So then it becomes, well, at least for Shayna, I don't know if Natalie knows this, but they're obviously in direct competition. Mm-hmm. Shayna is clearly aware of it at this point. Yeah. She's like, all right, now I'm in a competition. How do women handle competition exactly? I don't like to even think about those things. It's hard. I mean, we're already, women are so self-critical already that now you're adding, comparing yourself to someone else. And, and, you know, in these, in this experiment, these are all beautiful women. It's hard. It's got to be. That's what I'm saying. But women have to compete too. If men compete, I'm sure women do too. And there must be a way that you guys compete. That's like on a different level. I just don't like it. I just try to avoid that at all costs. Well, so uh, on that end, you know, Shayna goes up to Shane and kind of calls him out on it, right? Mm. Because and she's like, well, I heard that you almost got married or something. Like you almost proposed. <laughs> like she very passive aggressively is confronting him. And he's like, um, but to, him, to his point, right? Or to, you know, to play devil's advocate, he's like, well, like, of course, we're all dating, right? And mm. so that's part of it. And like, I wanted to explore you a little bit more and so forth and so on. And so it's a quick, or at least the way they edit it, is a really quick conversation. They immediately pivot and start getting mm-hmm. like sexual. You know, for <laughs> Shane, his connection with Natalie seems more emotional and with Shane, it's more physical. How does a man, because I know men want both of those things, right? Yeah. But like how, if you were in that situation, if you were Shane, how would you weigh those two things against each other? If I was Shane, I would probably see if I can... Get all three of us. <laughs> Why does it have to be binary? Why does it have to be one or the That's other? It's a whole other show, I think. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm sure Shane is thinking the exact same thing. These are great. They're for fulfilling But I mean, that this experiment, you're supposed to get married at the end. So, I mean, like, do you think that it would be hard for a guy to... Because, like, if you're thinking long-term... It seems like him and Natalie have this very strong emotional connection, but you can't just, just because you're, you know, being sexy and flirty with Shane is like, is that sustainable for a marriage? I think it, it, it depends on the man. I think there's some variables, right? Cause you have to weigh the emotional versus the physical, let's say, right. Or 
not uh, well, they're both emotional. I'm sorry. You have to weigh between the emotional connection and the flirtiness uh-huh. and playfulness if, of it, mm-hmm. if, if you will. Um, it depends on where you are in your life. If you're young, you want to have fun. Like if you're in your 20s or 30s, and I don't blame you. I did too. I was 20 and 30 at one point. You want to have fun. You want to go out. You want to party this, that, and the other. It's not until, but and, and don't mind you, even in your 20s and 30s, you also still want that emotional connection too. Mm-hmm. But if you had to weigh the two when you're younger, let's have fun first. I wonder how different the show would be because on this show, everyone is between the ages of, it's like late 20s to mid 30s that I'm wondering, let's say that you did the same show with like a 23, like, you know, like really young 20s. It'd probably be a really different show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. It would, it would have to be. Yeah. So I don't know that they would have that emotional connection. But again, you know, so let's fast forward the same 20 or 30 year old guy in his 40s and 50s probably still wants to have fun, but he probably wants an emotional connection a lot better. Yeah. Because she's going to she's going to get me. And by that point, we've lived lives and, you know, we're like. Because in your understand. 20s, that's where you have all the fun and stuff and it doesn't really matter. And if, if they get you emotionally and stuff like that. But yeah, as we grow older, those emotional things become really important. Yeah. Yeah. His looks are going to fade. <laughs> like, you know. Are they? <laughs> what if he never had looks? You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, all these people on the show are very attractive people and, you know. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, it's, I, I get it. I get it. But but it was just interesting, the competition, because even, so Shane being, having to weigh the two, right? Obviously, right. he has his number one and his he doesn't say it, but obviously he's number two. Because <laughs> what, what's the implication, right? She's yeah. on, she's on the roster or whatever, right? Yeah. She's on the list. So, so, <clears throat> so you're weighing it back and forth. And for a guy, again, we have to. It's it might be an internal thing, but I remember again. I grew up with sisters. I remember my older sister because I was really young at the time, and she was dating two guys at the same time. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did they know it? I, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. But I do remember her as much as possible trying to pro and con the city. Or no, let me let me rephrase that. Every girl makes a list. She does. So <laughs> she she what she was also comparing them. Like mm. in other words, I remember one time distinctly she was talking about they were at a club and they were in line to go into the club, uh-huh. and one of the guys reacted like he got loud. Like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, I guess they weren't letting them in or mm-hmm. somebody skipped the line. You know, something were, and, and he was very confrontational. And he's like, hey, he would speak up, very mm-hmm. vocal. Like, what's going on? You know, like, why are you skipping the line, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, if I was with this other guy, mm-hmm. he would have handled it much different. He would have been much more quiet. Mm-hmm. He might have spoken up, but it would he wouldn't have gone overboard. Yeah. And I thought, hmm. <laughs> Which one did she choose in the end? <laughs> The loud guy or the quiet guy? I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I know she dated both of them for a while and they kind of, you know, whatever. But I would prefer the quiet guy. No, I'm not a guy that's going to cause a scene. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, he would probably give him a look. Uh-huh. A very, like, like a very, like, I'm really upset with you look. Like, yeah. like, don't push me overboard kind of look. But he probably wouldn't vocalize it as much. And I just thought... Do women do that? Do women, like, when they're making your decision, do you go through, let's say you're dating two guys, and do you go through the list of saying, okay, I'm out and about, <laughs> situational, 
make it situational. And if I'm with this person, this is how it's going to go down. And if I'm with this other person, it's going to go down differently. I feel like if it were me, I wouldn't think of situational things. I would more think of long-term. Okay. Long-term, that loud guy, it, that's a telltale sign of a lot of other things. It's like, I have to think long-term, would I be okay with that kind of behavior as he applies it to everyday things? I mean, I don't think I would think of a situation in particular, but yeah, I would think long-term of like, okay, you know, when we get married, when we have a house, when we have family, like who can I see myself more with? And I would kind of weigh out their, their pros and cons, but I don't think I would do it in a situational thing. Okay. So you just look at it like, okay, if I, if I go this route, this is, but yeah. women, and, and again, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong about this. But you guys also feel like, mm, I can probably change that. <laughs> yeah, we feel like we can alter certain things. But I mean, if, if the guy, the loud guy, I don't know. That's a personality thing. I don't think that that's something you could really change. I mean, but I really want to know who she when, chose. When, <laughs> like, well, I can't remember because I, I, I remember the two guys. Yeah. And, and I remember her dating them both. And yeah, I just, I don't, I can't recall. I can't recall mm-hmm. at the moment. But as soon as I find out or as soon as I, because I'll ask my <laughs> other sister, because she was talking to my other sister about it. But yeah, I just thought that was uh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. right? And so that happens, right? Real world, you're out and about, you're dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at what point do you have that conversation? Shana had it early because she found out because yeah. all the women live together. <laughs> so of it's course it's going to be hard. So then you have that conversation. So like even in... Even in real life, if you had to have that conversation, like let's say you're casually dating. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know what the rules are now, but are you supposed to stop and like, okay, let's have the conversation. Are you seeing anybody else? And, you know, are we going to take it to the next level? I feel like there is a point in time, and I don't know how many dates it would be, but let's say by three dates, you kind of know if it's going to go somewhere or not. I feel like you would know that. And I feel like, in my experience, it's kind of, we do have that kind of conversation of like, Hey, just so you know, they usually say like, I'm not on the dating app anymore. Mm. You know, like basically you're saying you're devoting to, to me to see what this is going to be. Um, so I feel like that's kind of, but I think you have to base that on the vibe that you're feeling. And I say three dates, but I mean, it could be, you know, longer than that. It's just, (laughs) well, you don't want it too soon. It's like, but whoa, I mean, whoa, by the third day, you know if it's going to be may turn into a relationship or not. Yeah, fair enough, right? But but that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point do you have that, or is that do people still have that conversation? Because I kind of remember, you know, when I was growing up, and again, it was a different time. We didn't have social media, we didn't have phones, so people still dated. But it was kind of implied, like after you guys went out for like four or five dates, maybe maybe six dates. You're kind of, and maybe it's a regional thing, but like here where, where we're at, it's in the South. It's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. We might not say it yeah. until of course that awkward moment when you have to introduce one oh another. God, This is my friend. <laughs> That's what I do. I just, cause you don't know what to say. Like, this is my friend. <laughs> uh, I don't know who invented introductions, but that person should be shot. <laughs> You don't need everybody, your society as a whole should implement self-introduction. Hi, my name is Bob. (laughs) Hello, Bob. And what is your connection to Jane over here? (laughs) 
<laughs> she is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who I hope to turn into something more someday. Oh, don't say that. That's going to make it more awkward in and this situation. And eventually become intimate if you really want to. Mm. <laughs> but this is the fifth date and nothing, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like in my, in my dating experience, I feel like most of the time they say... Just so you know, I'm I'm not on the dating app anymore. I think that's kind of how they say it. I don't know if everyone does. I mean, your last relationship, did you guys have that conversation or was it just implied that you guys were? Uh, the long-term relationships, yeah. yeah. We, we had a conversation. But, oh, okay. But I'm older. I'm an older, distinguished gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> With your hair slicked back like a T-bird. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm an older gentleman, and so I like to get that out of the way just so that there's no confusion about. But I think she approached it, and we had that, like, okay, yeah. either we're doing this or we're not. I'm like, okay. So in the pods, besides, like, Shane, like, was there other ones where they kind of made it? I feel like Nick and Danielle, I don't know if they said it, that they were, like, basically, you're my one and only. But yeah. they kind of seemed like they both knew it. I, just, yeah. I don't remember yeah. if they said it and or that's not. The, that's the key difference, where... Shane just kind of put it out there like, you're my number one, mm-hmm. almost, and I hate to put it in these terms, but trying to lock it in, yeah. if you will. Kind of lock it down, gotta bro. Lock, I got to lock it down and, and, and I got to tell them what they want to hear and they want to hear where am I, mm-hmm. what's my Love situation. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you feel about me. I want to know. <laughs> so, you know, it's that, but, um, but the difference between Shane and, and Natalie and Shane and Shana is that for Nick and Danielle, Nick, yeah, there was, it was almost, and that's what I'm talking about. It was already almost implied. Mm-hmm. They just, they just eventually just said it, yeah. right? It's on the, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. They just, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to come out, right? Where Shane kind of approached it like, hey, FYI, you don't already know you're my number one, mm-hmm. but does it need to be that way, right? Do you mm-hmm. need to vocalize it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So with that, you know, with, with Danielle and, and Nick, I really like them. They're very cute together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like they're the most adorable couple yeah. <laughs> that I've ever seen mm-hmm. to the point where it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> but, but of course, you know, they, they haven't seen each other. So there's still obstacles and, and things that they need to Well, can overcome. we talk about the other love triangle with Which Jarrett, one? Ayana, Mallory? Yeah, I think... Because uh, yeah. I feel like Jarrett, his connection with Ayana and Mallory are similar to Shane's in the sense of like one seems kind of more emotional, uh, deeper connection. And with Mallory, it seems a little bit more like flirty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I think I think the it depends on... So those are the two things that obviously guys want, right? And I know mm-hmm. you women think, oh, you're not emotional. We are emotional creatures too as men. Mm-hmm. So that is a need that needs to be fulfilled. Yeah. Now, how it gets fulfilled, it's it's a, it's a different story. What do you think is more important? What uh, fun or emotional? Yeah. Stuff. Um, or does it depend on your age and where you are in your life? Um. No, I think for me, emotional all, all day mm-hmm. long. Like I like being fun, but like, um, because again, sometimes the thing about fun, right, is that you might not always be on the same wavelength. And you might not understand or, or your definition of fun might be different. Mm-hmm. But an emotional connection, it's it's a lot easier, especially if you connect that way. You're like, OK, she gets me. She understands me. And if you have similarities and gone through similar things, you feel like, OK, I don't need to explain that part because mm-hmm. they know even if they took away something different from that experience at the same time, like they've gone through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they work on that. But um, 
but yeah, again, for me, it's, it's emotional. Uh, fun is fun. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody likes to have fun. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to have fun? You know, but <laughs> but it's different. I've, se- I've seen couples with, um, where, you know, let's say one person is really adventurous and the other one not so much, more low-key. So if they go out to, let's say, Hawaii or something, uh, one person will sit back and read books and the other one is like jumping up and down in the pool mm-hmm. or jumping up and down in the beach and building sandcastles because they just want to have fun. They're both enjoying themselves. They're just doing it different ways. You know, yeah. one's just reading a book, the other one's out of bounds. Yeah, I hear you. But on this one, so for 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 Danielle and Nick, um, you know, he tells the guys, goes back to the guys, and he's like, "Yeah, we're doing this," mm-hmm. and like, "I'm gonna go for it." And they're like, "All right, cool." So then he he proposes, and uh, Danielle's like, she accepts, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of. You know, you know, they just got married, right? <laughs> I mean, excuse me, they just they just got engaged, which is the next step of uh, the final step before you finally, you know, get married. So, which again is odd because they haven't seen each other, mm-hmm. they have no idea what they look like. But um, but yeah, they seem genuinely, you know, in love with one another. Or, or there's a connection. Let's just put it that way. Who yeah. knows what'll happen with those kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, so they get engaged and then. Um, the way they do it, uh, just to describe it, and we'll describe it a couple of times more, but, you know, it's a hall in the middle and on each end of that hall, there's pods. So the way that they meet each other is they'll open up the pods and then they'll walk to the middle in the center of the hall and that's all they do. But that's how they did in season one. So in this one, this episode, they, they leave it at kind of a cliffhanger. So they're both on each end of the pod. They haven't lifted the doors. And then, of course, you know. They lift the doors and then they cuts mm-hmm. and then to the next episode. So just a couple of things on there. I like when they do cliffhangers because obviously it's by design. Now mm-hmm. you want to watch the next one to see what happens. But also just this show, the music, <laughs> the music takes you there. Like yeah. you can feel it with, when the vibe goes down. Not that you couldn't, but maybe they think, well, if you're not there, you you wouldn't understand. No, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> So they put like really dramatic music. It'll be fun and loving. And then sometimes it'll always be like sensual and yeah. sexual. And and then all of a sudden it switches on a dime and it's a dun dun. It is important for the production because I don't know if you do this, but sometimes when I watch sitcoms, you yeah. know, they have the um, pretend laughing. They put that, dub that in. I wonder, because I always try to think about if I was watching this sitcom without that being dubbed in, mm-hmm. would I laugh? You laugh because they tell you, here's a funny thing. Yeah. We're telling you by we're going to dub in this fake laughing, you're supposed to laugh. But imagine watching that without it. So imagine the Love is Blind, if they didn't have all this music. I know you still know what's going on, but it does ignite a certain feeling in you. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes you on that journey. Mm-hmm. When you watch a movie, you know, part of what, scary, especially if you watch a scary movie, they, the sound goes up really quick. Yeah. It frightens you. It's like really quiet. Like quiet yeah. and you're watching. You're like really, oh, really good. Oh, I always know. It's like something's about yep, to happen. Yep. Something's about to pop out. Like, oh, get ready. It's too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's by design. I think we like it. We enjoy it. So Because it, it, it takes you on that emotional journey as opposed mm-hmm. to just watching something sterile. Like, oh, yeah, somebody's mm-hmm. going to get shot. It's like, no, no, it's got to be dramatic. But they do a really good show. I mean, they do a really good job on the show. And yeah, I, I like that part. But yeah. 
great conversation. I yeah, like it. So, I'm excited to um, see what's going to happen. <laughs> all of them, Jared, Ayanna, Mallory, all of them. There's more characters in there we didn't touch on, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to dive. They do, they do focus on certain couples and people mm-hmm. on each episode. So as we do that, we'll, we'll get more into the weeds for the rest of them. So. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. All right. Until next time. Bye. All right. Bye.